there, we're on the air, it's hockey night tonight. Tension grows, the whistle blows, and the puck goes down the ice. The goalie jumps, and the players bump, and the fans all go insane. Someone roars, Bobby scores at the good old hockey game. Oh, the good old hockey game is the best game you can name, and the best game you can name is the good old hockey game. Hello, Ox Nation, and welcome to another episode of Behind the Horns. I'm your host and voice of the Blue Ox, Jeff Kerr. This episode features a sit-down with head coach Jay Witta. We will discuss the amazing playoff run and what was a Final Four finish this past season and hear about what's on tap for the coming year. We'll also ask the coach about the makeup of this year's team and some of the signings this offseason. But before we get started, I'd like to thank our amazing podcast sponsors, Walzer Automotive and Nissan Coon Rapids, Great Clips for Hair, RBC Financial, and Chanticleer Pizza. Thank you for your support of Minnesota Blue Ox Hockey. Coach, it's great to see you again. How have you been? Hey, I've been good. How about you, Jeff? Summer's gone fast. What are we today? The 27th, August? So stay fair time, but no, it's been good. We're ready to start some Blue Ox hockey next week. Before we get to the upcoming Blue Ox season, I wanted to get your take about the incredible playoff run this past year that ended with our first USPHL Final Four appearance. What were the expectations going into Boston that weekend? We were playing really well. You know, everyone bought into their role on the team, and, and everyone performed, you know, to that objective every game every shift so it was just it was kind of on autopilot then you know we had three four lines three lines really rolling four at at times and and four to five d rolling and and uh you know the goalies came up big when we needed them to brady and josh so yeah you know i think i told you earlier a lot of luck too but but as far as confidence it was it was at an optimum high did the players feel the excitement of competing for a national championship? Yeah, no, it gets amped. It gets amped up. I mean, you can feel the energy on the on the plane or in the vans going to the rink and or in the hotel. It's yeah, it's like NHL playoff hockey, you know. It's like watching regular season games in the NHL and then you turn on a game 6 in the playoffs. It's just it, there's no comparison <laughs> to the intensity and, and the skill and the compete level. So, no, it was good. It was, like I said, we were pretty lucky to have a good character group of guys that all really liked each other and cheered for each other. And uh, it showed at the end, and we just came up short. Were you able to learn anything from that experience? You know, yeah. I mean, you always learn, right? It'll be easier going back next this year, you know. We'll f you know, we rented vans for our first time instead of a coach bus, so we saved some dollars there and kept the cost down. And, you know, so from a business standpoint, it was one more very expensive trip that Crystal and I had to plan um, and budget for and, and of course, ask some of the players to help, you know, pay for as well, which isn't easy. But uh, I want my $2. We expect to go back, hopefully next year. 
So does the success of a Final Four appearance carry forward any momentum as we enter this new season? You know, I think it does. I mean, the returning guys will all say it does. You know, does it? No. I mean, there's still a lot of time off. You know, the adrenaline's gone. And, uh, you know, that, that part's over. But that experience, you asked me if I would do anything differently, I, it might change the way they play the game if we get back there. So that's why veteran teams, you know, in the NHL do so well. They always want a couple Stanley Cup guys on their team because they've been there before, that kind of thing. So, um, but, you know, like I said, they'll, they'll, they'll all say rah, 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 we're going back, we're going back. But at the end of the day, it's a seven-month se season, and it's a grind, and and we got to win two playoff series out of our division to go. So, Well, it was a great weekend of hockey for sure, and something that will be noted in the Blue Ox archives as a team that put the Minnesota Blue Ox on the map as a premier junior hockey franchise. But enough about last year. Let's talk about this year. The Blue Ox start their third season as members of the USPHL's Midwest-West division, arguably one of the toughest divisions in the league. Any notable changes this upcoming season that fans should be aware of? We're trying to go to four-man refing system, so hopefully that transpires because it's just way too fast a game to have um, the odins of, of a missed caller or, you know, something getting goofed up, you know, on the shoulders of one ref out there. We need two refs and two linesmen. So that was something we talked about at league meetings in June, so we'll see. Uh, hope it happens. Other than that, everything should stay the same. Casson uh, moved to Rochester, um, so it's the Rochester Vipers. So they'll be playing out of, I think it's Graham Arena down there by their fairgrounds. So that'll be nice. That'll be fun. Rochester's a good hockey town, and no offense to Casson, but it just wasn't really a hockey hotbed. So that'll be a good move for them. And everyone else is back, so it should be exciting. Talk to me about this year's team. What's the makeup? We have nine guys coming back, so that's a good core. We roster 25, you know, so what? We got 16 new guys. Is that what it is? Yeah, it's a lot of guys. But that's healthy. That's good. That's what we had last year. We might have had 10 returners last year. So, yeah, I always wanted to at least have seven to, seven to 10 is nice. So, um Anyways, so we got uh, Nick Spolick coming back for his two-and-a-half-year uh, anniversary, almost three-year. Nick Mueller will be here for his third year. He's looking to play D3 college after this season and has already got some offers there. Um, so he'll be heading up our defense. Uh, Hunter Hansen is coming back. Um, Speedy Hanny, um, Shano. Joe, Jumpin' Joe from Indiana is coming back. Skradsky, um, one of the infamous triplets from the triplet line. Um, Ollie DeCrocs coming all the way back from Switzerland. He's looking to play uh, college hockey this year. All these guys are, actually, all the returners. Uh, except for Skradsky, he's young. But uh, Grant Smith is coming back. Smitty would be back. Um, and then Vinny Castelletti. Um, as well, so and and possibly Kyle Kester, um, he's still kind of on the fence. He might be going to school early. So, um, but yeah, those are our returners. How about the new guys? Newer guys, we got uh, fans will love this. Zach Earl from the Rum 
River Mallards, leading scorer last year, signed with us in the offseason. He's a great kid, a great player, a 2000 birth year. So he's got two years of juniors left. Um, we got Sam Antonenko from Orono High School, big uh, power forward, fast. Uh, we got uh, Colton Avery from Spooner, Wisconsin. Uh, he'll be coming in. He's a, a gritty uh, shooting winger. Um, we have a bye, and I'm, his new nickname is just Mango because I cannot pronounce his last name. So he's from Kazakhstan, and he's a 2002 uh, centerman. Big kid, 6'3", 210. Um, then we have some Finns. We have uh, Avari. Uh, I'm not going to pronounce his last name either yet. Um, and then we have Sampo Malinen from Finland. He's a forward. Um, Elliot Mulcrone from Eden Prairie High School, powerhouse. Um, and Jace Hopia, another uh, powerhouse over there in Minnetonka, coming out of Minnetonka High School, uh, will be joining us. And then we got Jacob Langheindrich, defenseman from Chanhassen. Kevin O'Connor, a defenseman from Woodbury. Michael Crosby, a defenseman from Coon Rapids. Max Beller, a uh, defenseman from Sioux City, Iowa. And Matty Latila, a uh, 20-year-old defenseman from uh, Finland. So we have uh, three goalies this year. Vinny Castelletti will be returning. Um, and we uh, recruited a, a tall Finnish uh, youngster, 2002 Jasper Lepinen and also a 2002 Ethan Haglin from Prior Lake High School. So so we have three uh, 2002 very young goaltenders, which will be exciting. So one of the things I think our listeners don't know is that you also own another business called EuroEdge Advisors, which really is an organization that helps youngsters uh, find places to play hockey throughout the world, really. Talk to me a little bit about that and the impact it has on the Minnesota Blue Ox as well as networking and how that is important to our success. Uh, EuroEdge, the Finnish guys are part of EuroEdge, yeah. So I work with an uh, academy out of Switzerland I've worked with uh, for five years, Ashner Academy, Shumi over there. So I've, I've, gosh, I've probably coached eight Swiss players in my going on fifth year of coaching here. So... Um, and then started working with a new agency um, out of Moscow this year. So that's where Abai came from, from Kazakhstan. So, but yeah, the Finnish guys are all part of EuroEdge Advisors. And, and uh, my guys over in Finland, Nico and Alari and Arrow. So, um, and my guys are just four of probably 15 kids we've placed in junior teams this year. So, EuroEdge has a lot of other players playing for different teams in our league, in the NA3, in the NA, in the NCDC. So depending on their skill level, we got, you know, our hands full communicating with all those teams. So, yeah, but and networking. It's just, you know, hockey people, like Bruce said, I, I wouldn't know Bruce if I wasn't a hockey guy that knew a hockey guy that played with Bruce back in his Fighting Saints days. So Pat Westrom called me when Bruce got the job here and told me about Brady and knew I ran a good program with, with uh, the New Home Steel. And, and so I looked at Brady, and that's how I got to know Bruce. So it's just networking like anything, you know. Just got to network well and, 
keep your word and don't break your promises and, uh, you know, just be honest. Recruitment's such a big piece to any success of any organization. I'm curious to know, you know, like in the NCAA, they have strict policies, rules, guidelines when it comes to recruitment, when they can have contact, when they can't have contact. Does the USPHL or this level of junior hockey have those types of policies and procedures, or is that something that really does not exist? No, we don't. No, we're our level. Our guys are trying to get to the tier two level, and once they get to the tier two level, then they have a shot at playing Division One. It's very rare that anyone's going to play Division One out of a tier three junior hockey league. When do you begin recruiting for the upcoming season? Yeah, it started this summer with our our camp. I mean, that's why those kids are here. I mean, it's you know, and then we do the two tournaments. I coach a red black team in the spring. Uh, which is a high school uh, 20 game league, you know, of, of area high school players and stuff. And then, you know, a couple showcases, the Midwest showcase is really good. Uh, that's where you get the Kansas, Missouri, Iowa, North, North Dakota, South Dakota boys um, going to those. So I'll go to those. But I always tell people if you think sales is hard, try selling tier three junior hockey, pay to play hockey. It's, it's, there's nothing harder because, no one wants to pay to play. And B, there's so many people doing it the wrong way out there. Everyone's got their guard up on whether or not you're being honest with them. So that's why I said, you, know, you just got to be honest and deliver what you, what you promise, you know. And sometimes honesty hurts. <laughs> you know, it's not always the right thing to say, but at least it's honest. And, and then people move on. But at the end of the day, if I'm good at my job, the kids I recruit, should feel secure in the home they have here. So, and we're not going to trade them. We're not going to give up on them. Is it difficult to get young men to play here in Minnesota? Bruce helps. You know, having Bruce and Crystal involved from day one, I mean, that is just instant credibility to our program. So I'm not going to sugarcoat that at all. It's it's awesome, you know, being teammates with them. So that the credibility out of the shoot is good. So, and then the state of hockey, Minnesota, no, you know, the gold medal, 80, Herb Brooks, you know, all that good stuff. It's, yeah, we're in a good spot, good spot. Does the affiliation with co-owner Bruce Boudreau, head coach of the Minnesota Wild, have any bearing on a young man's decision? There are a few times I've had Bruce call guys, you know. He called Eric Worre and talked to Worre and said, hey, you got to come, come play for Jay. He says you're a good hockey player. And, you know, and so he does that kind of stuff. But as far as the recruiting process, um, you know, he's he's on our website. He's He's... Our owner uh, partners with me and Crystal, and, and we make a good team. And, and kind of like last year's team, we all know our roles, right? We all have our roles, and his role is to get the Wild to win a Stanley Cup, you know, and just be a voice for the Minnesota Blue Ox and grow into game of hockey, and he does a great job that way. And then, you know, Crystal's just fantastic, you know, running the, the financial side of the business. It's been great. You lose two very good goalies this past year in Josh Grun and Brady Boudreaux. Who takes the reins this year, if anyone, and what strengths do they bring between the pipes? No one takes the reins in our system. You know, Brady and, and Gruner can attest to that. It's pay-to-play hockey. Every, everyone's going to play. Everyone's going to get a chance to do well and succeed and fail. Um, but, you know, Vinny Castelletti being our returner is going to get the nod probably at the beginning. Um, Jasper coming in is going to 
play a lot, and and I want to see Ethan get in too. So it's just, it's you know, we always we always tell when you have three goalies, you're you're one sickness or injury away from having two. <laughs> so and and two means you're one injury away from being the starter. So it's like it's not a bad position to be in. So. What can we expect from this year's team? Uh, speed. I think we're faster, which is huge. Not that we were slow last year, but I think speed at any level is, is really important. But with that, you got to have hockey smarts and hockey sense. You know, they're fast, um, gritty. I mean, we have a lot of skill, too, so speed and skill. I, we really do. I mean, it's, we're not going to be a muck and grind team. It's going to be a regroup this sounds, sounds so cliche. I hate when coaches say this, but I mean, it is. It's possession, regroup, control the puck. And, and when the puck's on our stick and not on the opponents, we'll be fine. I have to tell you that I think I've got the best seat in the house. I'm on the player's side, and I get to interact with these players every game, specifically those that like to frequent the penalty box. And over the past couple of years, Phil Shader certainly saw his time in the box. And I will tell you, his banter is better than anybody I've ever heard. The one-liners that can roll off his tongue were simply amazing. There were many nights Mike and I would look at each other and just laugh. With Phil moving on, I'm curious to know if there's somebody here currently or uh, joining the team that you think will fill that role. Oh, gosh. Phil, Phil learned a lot, and he got better and better. And, and I learned as a coach. So like last year, um, Phil was a captain and we wouldn't allow him to talk to the refs. So Mueller and Worry were in charge and it worked great. Now we let him off his leash sometimes and here and there, but it was, it was, it was funny. I mean, even the refs knew it because I told them all, you know, if Phil comes over to you, tell him coach said you can't talk to me. So, but you know, he's just a passionate kid. I've never met a kid who just wants to win so badly every shift every shift and that is there's a fine line in coaching that because it can be uh, a deterrent to the team and the individual right or a coach can suck it all out of them and they can lose that passion and you don't want that because that's just it's not something you can coach i mean it's just something in inside someone that just wants to win and has a drive to compete like no other so you know, he was great. I, I'm going to miss Philly. He's going to do well at Finlandia uh, this year playing D3 college. But uh, um, I don't know. We don't have a – we got some really funny guys. I mean, really funny guys. I mean, the chirps I hear on the bench, I just laugh. I mean, I, I find myself literally smiling and laughing hard. Um, and they're clean, clean chirps. No, I mean, it's like clean stand-up comedy. It's just so funny. So they're very witty. Um, I'm going to guess, you know, Hanny's pretty fiery. I think I'm going to probably have to put the chains on him a little bit as far as reining him in. And uh, Jacob Langheidrich, our new defenseman from Chan, he's just, he's so fast and so good and plays so up-tempo that he just needs to take a, a deep breath every now and then and calm down. And we've been working with them on that this summer. So that's just part of learning. So, but like I said, we, we don't want to take that away. That's, that's hard to find. So, and finally, where can fans find schedule information about upcoming events? Uh, so Facebook, our social media outlets are huge. So if you can go follow us on Facebook and Instagram, 
those are our two most active uh, social outlets, uh, Twitter as well, but more Facebook, all our events, all our game days are set up as events. So you can go join uh, each event as to get reminders. Uh, we have promotions every night. You know, we'll have two for one beers. We'll have uh, opening night, September 28th is gonna be huge, Minnesota Wild Night. So we'll have some wild players here, Nordy. Um, you know, it's always our big home opener. So we should have, I'm hoping 800 to 1,000 fans here, you know, getting ready for the season. So, um, but yeah, you can also go to uh, blueoxhockey.com, our website, and that has our roster and who we are, stats, uh, player advancement, sponsors. We love our sponsors, you know, Walzer and TCO and Kowalski's and Chanticleer and Great Clips and Jimmy John's. And it's just, it's unreal how many great sponsors we have. So, um, so yeah, visit the website. Um, but like I said, social media is kind of the, the pulse of what's going on. Thanks, Coach, for taking the time to meet with me today. I'm looking forward to the upcoming season, as I know you are as well. Can't wait to see the boys on the ice here shortly, and we'll talk to you real soon. All right, cheers. That was my sit-down conversation with head coach Jay Witta and another wrap of Behind the Horns. Until next time, Ox Nation, be happy, be horny, but most of all, be excited. Blue Ox Hockey starts now. Thank you.